Hello, and welcome to Walk It Off Radio, your place for... <laughs> I'm sorry, Drew. What was that, your NPR try? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, here we go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Walk It Off Radio, your home for sports talk uh, every Sunday night and throughout the week here on the Internet with your hosts, Drew and Dave. Now, what I, I, what I didn't get to do with that intro, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, for, for everybody's knowledge, uh, that was my first time ever introing Walk It Off Radio. I felt like Bambi right there, but uh, I certainly don't have the prowess that you do. You've got that down to a science, Drew. Sorry, definitely been Bogart in the, in the intros, huh? You know, the only thing I didn't get to, the, the opportunity that I didn't give you there was to say your name like you give me at the beginning. So let's just try that real quick, all right? All right. Welcome to Walk It Off Radio with your hosts, Dave and... No, it doesn't work. Ugh. You're right. I just, you just can't put it in that order. <laughs> it's alphabetical that way, Drew. Uh, Look hey, at this. It's a grab for top billing. <laughs> I, I know. This is not a friendship. This is a competition. <laughs> this is purely transactional. Uh, that was fun, though. Welcome to Walk It Off Radio. It's, hey, uh, it's Wednesday it. night. We're here. We made it. Back onto another video episode. These are so much fun. I look forward to these all week. I'm glad we uh, we fit this in despite all the internet hubbub that uh, that I've been dealing with. My internet's gone out on us twice, so this is the third time we've done this. <laughs> Don't talk shit about the internet. That's uh, that's the rule. <laughs> oh wait, we didn't get kicked off this time. No, we didn't. <laughs> we may have to see. Oh, shit. my uh, maniacal laughter is still there. I know, and uh, if it's anything like what I saw, it was it just froze, and then you just came back mid maniacal laugh, and it was gold. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to show that to you for sure. Uh, the second you said internet issue. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> that fixed me out so good. All right. All right. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Are we ever going to get to talking about sports yet tonight? You know, I think we should just start talking about sports. Uh, not yet. Not yet. We just got here. What you, what you drinking tonight, buddy? So I drank a cherry Pepsi, and that's it. No, no booze tonight. As much as I would love a beer, I'm just, uh, I figured tonight I'd rather have the caffeine for two reasons. One, I want to make sure that I had a little pep in my step for, uh, for this discussion. And two, I am a mere three hours away from driving to Cardinal Stadium in Glendale, Arizona to get my first vaccination. Yeah, I wish this is where I wish we had like a soundboard, like uh, you know, like like the Monday morning drive or the whatever it is, and just like play some weird. <laughs> no, damn it! We are not a morning radio show. We are a late night radio show. 
professionalism is the name of the game. As you can tell by <laughs> the precedent that we've set. It's true. What, well, what this is, isn't the radio show, so. That's fair. That's fair. This we, is, we can be a little bit more loose. But this, yeah, man, that's exciting news. I'm Get excited. that vaccination. Everybody get out there, get your stuff going. And maybe we'll be able to hang out again sometime soon. Go to some sports games together. Full cap. Oh, my gosh. First, I can't even imagine that. I mean, it is going to be... I, I, I haven't grappled fully with my feelings on when that actually happens. I, yeah. I, I imagine it's going to be like a, a frog in boiling water, right? Like, it, it seems drastic now, but once, you know, incrementally over a year that, you know, I've, I've been to a, a low-capacity uh, NBA game now, you know, I'm considering traveling to Nashville after my vaccination. Uh, th- things like that, you know, these are, these are milestones, that maybe maybe it, I'll feel better about it, but right now, uh, unless it's a Diamondbacks game, which full capacity is going to be probably less than COVID capacity because they're horrible, <laughs> uh, I, I I don't I, I'm not looking forward to that part, unfortunately. No, it's it's going to take some getting used to again. Just being shoulder to shoulder with somebody is going to freak us out for a while, but that's okay because, as you said, man, this is a process, and this first step. This long overdue step is getting shots in arms. That's right. And that's exciting that you get to break into Cardinal Stadium at midnight to get a uh, hot dog vendor to put a shot in your arm. Yep. <laughs> it's a good deal. I'm actually scheduled for mine this week coming up. Nashville has opened up theirs a little bit further. And now us essential workers, like Sports Talk Radio hosts. Yep, that's it. I would, I would make that argument. but Are here in the line, so... Yeah, let's get to it. Let's uh, let's hug our bros again. Come on! I can't wait. I got a I I I got a big ass hug for you, Drew. When I when I'm out there, man, it's gigantic. So just Don't so you, you know, beware. Me. I know. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, <laughs> yes, I can't wait for that. So you know, we're and we were talking, you know, daydreaming a little earlier about some of the the shoes that drop once that happens, like. The sounds are about to open up. The Nashville SC schedule just dropped. Today. Maybe maybe these are some things on our horizon. Can you believe that this is only Nashville SC's second MLS season? No. And and much fewer home games in that too, right? I mean, that's crazy. But With everything that happened in that first season... The COVID delay, the opening night that we were at. That's right. Start and stop. Them getting kicked out of the restart tournament in Florida. Turning it on halfway through the season. Going on that amazing playoff run. It feels like it was four different seasons already. It does. They were more fragmented, too, I feel like, than just about any of the others. Uh, I mean, what? So just reminiscing real quick. Baseball had the spring training start and then didn't really get off the ground. So they halted. Didn't really have a season that started. The NFL didn't. They essentially played a regular season, relatively speaking. No preseason games. No preseason games. No one missed games. them. No. I, no I, I, now I remember why I really enjoyed those four weeks more. Uh, and so the NBA had a start and a significant season under, under its belt, a stop and then the bubble. And then... The NHL had roughly the same thing. So one stop, one start, and that was that was the bubble. 
And they both had incredibly abbreviated off seasons. That's true. And then and it essentially restarted right back up. So, but MLS was weird in that way because they had those, like you mentioned, starts and stops, the, 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 the restart tournament that some teams like our own Nashville SC was left out of. You're right. That made it feel just extra long because it was so fragmented. So bizarre thinking this is the second MLS season. And maybe the last one at Nissan Stadium before that beautiful new stadium opens up at Fairgrounds. Gosh, that's on the horizon, too. It's going to be a whole new world in uh, Nashville sports. That's that's exciting. And that's that's a, that's been kind of a hiccup this year. I mean, geez, what hasn't been a hiccup in 2020? <laughs> and I know that's I know that's a, a euphemism for a lot of it. But we had this great trajectory of growing Nashville sports and uh, you know, it's kind of felt like that, that diminished a bit of that. I uh, I'm excited to get back to that excitement, especially around that uh, MLS and around uh, that stadium opening and hopefully around a couple of really successful teams too in uh, the NHL. You saw what the new stadium did for the sounds just made it a destination. Yep. As much as we loved going to Greer, (laughs) having a good time there. It's a, a different world. It is. And it, different crowds. I mean, selling out that stadium, having one of the best attendance in the minor leagues, continuing the effort to push for MLB to Nashville. I Absolutely. And I, I will always, I, I'll, I'll pat them on the back, right? Like, it sounds like something that might be antithetical to my normal kind of feelings, but what they did with the band box and right field is really one of the coolest things. It's It, it transformed the feeling in that whole stadium and the, like you said, made it a destination and it, it, it made it to where, I mean, people are clubbing and hanging out there. I probably sound old when I say Tinder hub. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Isn't that like the number one Tinder meetup in, in Nashville? But it, it, it's, it's something that I, if you would have put it on paper beforehand, I mean, I'd have been like, no, I don't want people who aren't watching baseball to be hanging out there. But it created a really good vibe. I don't understand why people go to the game to not watch the game. But hey, yeah, there's a party right out there in right center every single night. Yeah. And everybody who wants to watch the game can just grab a beer there and walk a couple feet away. That's true. Go to your seats. Go to those people's seats. They're not using them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, so many seats left open there. Uh, but I do I do want them to to bring back the, the basketball shooting, the, the tic-tac-toe. <laughs> Uh, or connect four with basketballs. That is connect a blast. score. Connect score. That's right. Is that what they wound up calling it? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't even remember what was. Uh, we went in on that for the Nashville Sounds. We were going to name that event. We did, yeah. and then we never got an actual official name for no. it. No. So it's it's the only thing I recall of it now is like it's Lost Ball City because the, I'd show up there <laughs> and they were like, "Well, we have four balls or something like that," and they didn't have any going. So. No, but when uh, when we can have guests on the show again, we'll hopefully get someone from the sounds in here. We'll grill them on that for sure. That is high on our investigative journalism list. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, what are you what are you sipping on there? Ah, I thought I was going to get fancy like you the last episode or so. Uh, made myself a white Russian. Did you? I love Not that. Not just in uh, honor of Alex Ovechkin hitting yet another milestone. But That's very that simple. it happens to be one of my preferred drinks when I'm just chilling, having a nice easy night. I respect that immensely. 
there is a an outdoor theater not far from where I live uh, in Phoenix, and they were showing the Big Lebowski the other day, and I went there. there had a go. nice, cozy back corner seat away from a ton of people. Beautiful night, and they had canned white Russians. And Drew, it was. Ooh, I don't know about that. It was. I mean, it was the only option there because they don't have a full bar. Otherwise, I would have gone for one. But it was in, impressive how good it was. It was really nice. Doing amazing things with canned drinks these days. It's true. Gosh. Unfortunately, ninety percent of them are seltzers. I know. Boo, 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 but no, boo. Just uh, busted out the shaker, made up a nice frothy white Russian, and we're sitting relaxing. You're right, man. If the, the you think Lebowski and you can't have a bad time, you just a nice relaxed night. That's exactly right. Put, pour yourself a Caucasian, and uh, <laughs> and you're good. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. So, what's been going on in the sports world? Oh man, we're got plenty to talk about every Sunday night. That's for sure when we're on the radio. Always. <laughs> so we're overflowing again onto your video waves, your internet waves. And this has been so much fun, man. It's good to see. It's good to get a little midweek hanging here. And it's good to get to talk about some of the stuff that you know might slip through the cracks on Sunday, either from timeliness or just a full, full docket when we get in the studio and start yeah. talking. So it's nice to get in here. Of course, March Madness is the big thing. But we got here just after another Grizz win. They're above 500 now. Been hovering around there all season. But now we're getting into the serious push. The second half of the NBA schedule, it's time to to shoot a little bit higher. You don't want to be in that play-in tournament. So yeah, hopefully the Grizz can climb their way out of that because that's going to be a dogfight the whole way. That's what we're hoping for. And again, John Morant does something amazing every single game. It's so much fun to watch him. We saw your awesome photo on Instagram from when you were at the game there in Phoenix. Awesome. <laughs> Seeing Ja Dunk. Yeah. Hey, it's first person it's fun that that's true that's true the content creator Uh, you know i was excited when uh got to the nsc game earlier this year first covid game uh, uh, you know i went to with the limited capacity and the special uh, complications everything was going on there and happened to catch uh, the goal right in front of us it it doesn't get much better than that it really does that's why you go see things live is for moments like that yeah and don't watch it through your phone obviously but, you know, you gotta got to take a shot every now and then. We do it for you guys. <laughs> we got to have that uh, hashtag content up on at Walk It Off Radio. <laughs> yeah, it's the balance. You're like, oh, I'm not going to take a picture, but I really want to. If I Maybe if I just leave it open for 30 seconds, I'll be able to catch something. And then exactly. I'll be able to put it away for the whole game. And that's the goal. That's the goal. Right on. Exactly. Yep. And, you know, both of us have some experience through our previous work from music blogs and stuff like that. We've occasionally had to go out there and snap some photos. So that's true. You know how to not let it interfere with the show. That's true. And it is an art. Still have it, a good time. It really is. But it, the big the big key is just be willing to put it away and know that you're going to miss some chances. But make sure you lock it down and get some good stuff and then be done and enjoy it. So be it was, present. It was you, how many times are you going to go back and watch that video? Although yeah. I go back and watch some of those videos. Yeah, I do too. It's, and it's really cool the, the further you hit get. Hit play on the cheer of the crowd. If yeah. you catch it at that right moment, it's, it's something real nice to relive. It is. <laughs> but, and, and like you said, Ja has been creating those, uh, those opportunities all the time. I, I think honestly, and this isn't a hot take at all. One of the best things that has happened because of Ja coming there 
is just this fancy notoriety that's coming to, to Memphis, which is the stark opposite of what the Grizz have been historically. It is, it's almost hard to wrap your head around. It's almost like they have to dig themselves out to get to zero of notoriety, even though they had great teams and then start adding in there to get it. Like Jaws been doing this for over a year now and uh, these kinds of things. And I think we're finally getting to the point where people are seeing it more and we're thinking of Memphis as a high flying basketball city. Like Memphis loved the grit and grind careers. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Memphis, Grizzlies fans love the grit and grind Grizz. Never be forgotten. Tony, I got Tony Allen pepper grinders. <laughs> That's awesome. I forgot about that. Those are things that exist. Yes. Because people wanted it. But going from that to a must-watch Game Pass team, that's huge. That's it is. a quantum leap forward. It is. got to think it's going to attract talent, too. Because Memphis is in, in basketball purgatory, too. Free agent purgatory. Just like a lot of the other mid-market teams. And just like Phoenix has been for a long time, even though Phoenix is a pretty major market. Uh, it's, it, it is one of the best ways for them to grow out of it. So... Picking Ja was one of the best things that this franchise, excuse me, has done, it, out, even outside of his ability to play. But he was the right kind of player that we needed. And that's what's resonating more and more when I see those is it's so nice to be building our team around a guy like that. And I'm also going to take credit for that, by the way, because I don't know if you remember during that draft lottery... We you threw a little draft party, draft lottery party. That's right. And we're disappointed by what happened with the Suns, obviously. I was a little disappointed with what happened to the Knicks, but we were rooting for Memphis to move up. I brought a Lorenzen Wright basketball card for a little bit of luck there. You know, your Memphis boy right there. That's right. And that's what happened. Getting that number two pick, amazing for that franchise. And that's why we get to see this league pass ready team every single night that thunderous breakaway dunk off the steel Morant made tonight was only boring in comparison to his previous games dunk. <laughs> oh yeah. my god that hanging in the air with the left hand catching the alley-oop how do you do that man that was unreal it looked like he just stalled out in the air yeah <laughs> got that thing under control and did it all lefty unreal i mean we posted it everybody posted it Go watch that highlight if you haven't yet. It's pure posterization. Like, it is the perfect... You see that and you're like, man, I, I would have that on my wall. I would. Like, that. <laughs> it's perfect for that. So, it's so great. And, and it's that kind of energy. It's so clean. Yeah. It, it, for a, an oop that wasn't where it needed to be. I mean, let's be honest. It That's why it turned into such a wild dunk is because that ball was not placed where it needed to be. And Ja made it look so clean. It was impressive. Unreal, man. Unreal. Yeah. Just, just cool stuff. Cool stuff going around. So how's your bracket looking? Well, see, now i got to make the decision of whether to tell you about – I have two brackets. Which one? Do I tell you about the one that's really good or the one that's really, really pitiful? Well, now you just told everybody about both, so you don't have that choice. Come on, man. i got like five brackets. I know, I know. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about the conglomerate. I'm going to choose my good one, and I'll say, like, I think I'm pretty happy about the fact that 
I'm in the top 1 million in ESPN, which is pretty good, frankly. That's like a top 10 percentile, top uh, less than that. So, you know, I miss... Hanging out at 99th percentile. All right, I'm (laughs) I'm 95th percentile, whatever, Drew. Uh, So you got a pretty good bracket then, man. Uh, Did you call some of these big upsets? Not really. I mean, I have Syracuse winning up until now. That's a that's a big one. That's a big one. So that was a big one. And I feel really good about, if you listen to our shows, uh, my gambling picks. <laughs> I loved the odds for a couple of underdogs. Florida State and Arkansas were plus 4,000 going into the tournament. So, brackets aside. Look, my bracket has Gonzaga winning because Gonzaga is the best team. But my... Personal decisions aside, that bracket can go to hell if Florida State or Arkansas wins this thing at plus 4,000. And they both look like they have a shot the way they've been playing. It's true. This is where, I mean, you look through this, in this Sweet 16, especially the way this has been, I mean, this this tournament has the chance to have the most upsets in history. I mean, I think the record's 13 and they're at 11 or 12 now. Uh, with with an upset being defined in in the stats, I was reading as five seed difference. So there's been even more if you if you count you know within within five seeds, just the lower seed winning. I think there's been fourteen to date, thirteen or fourteen because of that. So I mean, I'd count USC kicking the crap out of Kansas as an upset. I absolutely and they were three would. seeds apart. Yep, and that wouldn't normally can't count. You're right. So uh, the records are being set. There are records set for. Uh, most upsets before the Sweet 16. So what that tells me is that anything could happen. It's so weird to think the confidence we have in Gonzaga, which is earned, it's due, it's merited. But when you don't lose, it, yeah, when you have like what precedent do you have lose. to go off of? Yeah, it uh, there anything could happen with these teams. And I looking at the Sweet 16, I'm thinking, man, there's not a team on, on there that I think is destined to lose. Like these are going to be really, really good matchups end to end. So you're an Oral Roberts Golden Eagles believer. I, Oh, I really am, man. The way they've been playing now, you're right. Arkansas has been, uh, has been looking up as well, but I, I think that, I think that Oral Roberts has every bit of a chance uh, to do this. And, uh, but I, I got to say, I'm most excited about the Loyola and Oregon state matchup, just the heat behind those two teams that's just going to be so much fun. Love those dogs. And and the beavers. T- uh, uh, Tinker's beavers. Is that, his, uh, is that the coach's name? I giggle every time they say that. <laughs> yeah, man. We talked about this a bit on the show on Sunday night. But it seems like it's more rife for upsets now. It's a little bit easier because there's so many teams out there who can get hot from beyond the arc. And there's just not so much you can do about that. We talk about Oral Roberts and Acemas getting hot from behind the arc. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, Michigan was playing a really game LSU team in yeah. that second round. And then they got hot from three-point range and put that game away. I mean, we saw USC barely miss a shot in just destroying Kansas. And that's why you worry about Gonzaga this round, because Creighton's a team that can absolutely shoot the lights out on their best day. Nothing is guaranteed anymore. I mean, any of these games can go whichever way you want them to. Yep. But again, I, I look at these brackets and I see if Loyola can beat those Tinkers Beavers, 
and Houston can kind of buck the odds and win as a two-seed against a double-digit seed in Syracuse, who, again, Buddy Beheim, red-hot from three-point range. That will be an old-school NCAA matchup. Those yeah. are two teams that are built around defense. They're real physical, and that's what I'm rooting for right now. Besides my bracket it being good for, it would just... <laughs> Just be a different matchup than we've seen for a lot of these games, and it could be really interesting. Yeah, there's there's a lot of teams that could get red hot right now, but hey, I've still got all my final four teams left on my bracket. I've got seven out of my eight, you know, elite eight teams. Sorry, six out of eight. Damn you, Kansas! That wasn't even close. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I'm 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 six out so, of eight. Oh no! With as many uh, as many things as I've gotten wrong so far, I still feel pretty good having that many left this at this point in the bracket. You should, you should. That must be the difference between the 98th percentile and the 95th percentile. Because I'm uh, I'm I'm sitting, man. I had Iowa in there and talking talking, uh, 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 yeah, in the in the Sweet 16 here. I had Iowa in there. I had Texas Tech in there. I had Ohio State. Um, but Elite Eight, all of mine. Nope, I'm missing Texas and Iowa. Texas Tech, I had coming in there actually, out of that, out of that branch that's got Oral Roberts and Arkansas, all these other teams that we didn't that you know have really turned it on and wind up being really really good teams. I picked Texas Texas Tech. Yeah, and then you dummy. look at the the women's tournament, which is now decided all its Sweet Sixteen teams. Every one and two seed survived. It's a totally, totally different game. Just the disparity there is crazy. And, you know, I, it, it, that can be fun. I, I think it's, frankly, a, a little less fun. I don't want to sell them short, but it's the way, you know, athletically I look at the NCAA football. I, there's, the, the, the rankings are just create such a bigger difference. And when the preseason standing they're usually right it's it's kind of boring yeah i i agree and so i just don't migrate towards those i i love though holding up a bas nba basketball to college basketball and i mean i was talk we talked about this last time i compared them all the time and you know you talked about the, the three-point shooting taking taking on uh taking flight in college basketball and how it's changing the pace of these games and really the who can win well, that's the same in the NBA, and obviously it hit the NBA a while ago. It became a major strategy, and but NBA, you look at the, the playoffs, and in general, that winds up being chalk. I mean, especially when it comes down to the the semifinals and the finals, or the conference finals and the finals. And, and I, I mean, I think the reason is, and this is going to be, uh, this is always an internal debate for me, is the 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 series playoff games, best of series. Versus win and, and go home because they create yeah, totally one game, anything can happen. Th that's exactly right. And it is so much more fun. And I mean, that, that's why I think, but, but the NBA has created a much more fair way of doing this where the best team usually wins. And that wouldn't work for an NBA season. You know, you no. play the whole thing to seed it and then you do a one-off tournament. It'd be fun. You know, that's kind of what they're getting into a little bit with the playing games. Yep. But no, it, it, you know, it wouldn't work. It'd be completely unfair after that grind of a season to watch your playoff game and you know, LeBron gets eliminated after one game. True. Like I, I, I can't justify it, but I am happy that you know, 
the MLB's been doing it, and they just expanded it. And uh, the NBA has is adding these play-in games in because they give you a little bit of that. They give you a little bit of a taste. They give you a little bit more, uh, a little bit more of that excitement. A little bit longer playoffs, and but without taking away from the final sixteen teams or so playing it in a grit and grind kind of fashion. <laughs> Yeah, man, and we still get the tournament. We get March Madness. That's right. Excitement, and it's it's killer, man. And man, even in that women's tournament, though, you you got your teams that you pretty much think will be there. I mean, I don't know too many people who didn't pick a Stanford versus UConn final, really. But I mean that that Baylor team that's a number two seed in UConn's own division, uh, own region there. I feel like that might be the real finals before you even make it to the final four. I mean, UConn Baylor could be a, a crazy matchup there. Yeah. And we have seen some upsets after the first night went a hundred percent chalk, which was insane. There were a bunch of big upsets. We've lost a couple of number three seeds out of that tournament, including UT mm-hmm. continued their post summit slide. Yeah, it, I mean, they did the same thing in the men's tournament. Very disappointing uh, postseason for for UT, but and I mean, don't th- talk about football. Yeah, I know. Seriously, let's not go there. I, and for a team that was storied, right? Like, and and you know, with with the legend of Pat Summit, who's just one of the more incredible uh, coaches and athletes out there uh, in history. It was. It's it shows you how that can be disrupted, right? Because we look at this each time, and you're right. You look at UConn and Baylor. Those could be the, the championship teams, frankly, and they kind of have been for years, barring if you know, Stanford has clearly been in that mix too. UT was in that mix for a long time, and you know, a change in the culture, a change in the coach can change yeah. that. And so as much... Carolina's still there as a top seed. True, true. And that it can go NC forever. Wolfpack was good this year. Yeah, you know, you're a top seed for a reason, but yeah, when it seemed like UConn was going to win every single year, or UConn or UT was going to win every single year, that took some of the fun out of it. And I think one of the reasons that this bracket's been so much fun has been the new teams, the new juggernauts, and the new teams that are that came in and surprised people. I mean, Michigan State got eliminated in the first four game by UCLA, who's now on a little run of their own. Made it to the Sweet 16. Duke didn't even make it to the tournament. Louisville didn't even make it to the tournament. North Carolina went out in the first round. It got some flesh blood. That's That's the one question mark I have about that Gonzaga team right now, though. They've been so good for so long under Mark Few. But they've never won at all. Mm-hmm. And with all those expectations now of being the favorites, going for the undefeated season, they haven't been there before. It's true. But if any team's going to do it, it looks like it could be this one. But they've got to go through Creighton, that tough team. And then you've got USC and Oregon, two top hot teams at the bottom side of that region. And whoever comes out of the East, I mean, that that's a bloodbath to me. Michigan looked so good. I think that LSU team could have been a Final Four team in another region. Yeah, there's Just a lot of good teams there. There really are, and it, it it makes you wonder: like, does did Gonzaga, if they can beat Creighton, did they get, uh, did they get lucky? You know that that now they only have to face either USC or Oregon, and 
Not the way USC looked last game. No, I mean, you're right. You can't say yes to that at all. But, you know, if you if you were to say, man, the the, the odds-on favorite is going to have to be able to avoid uh, two and three seeds coming into the sweets or the Elite Eight, you're like, all right, this is a sweet setup for us. But the way these are yeah. coming out, you're right. Like, any of these teams could could pull it out. So I expect any of those to be good games. But, you know, one of the big variables in, in, in college basketball, you, know, you talk about the experience, but it's rare that you have players who get to, to add up a lot of experience that really affect a team. I mean, you may have a few years in a row where that happens, but Mark Few has many, many years of tournament play. This guy's been playing, coaching big games for a long time. And that, which is why I always bet on on Tom Izzo. Uh, it didn't pay off this year, but but truthfully, having a good coach there who knows the ins and outs of this and how to adapt and how to read these young players under these different circumstances is such an incredible benefit. So even though you're right, they've never won at all. Mark Few's got the accumulated experience in this tournament tournament to give them a major edge. I think. We've seen some of that already. I mean, we saw Roy Williams lose in the first round for the first time ever, yeah, which was nuts. kind of shocking. But a team like Villanova that has been there before, that has been a champion under Jay Wright, they were written off by a lot of people, losing Connor Gillespie, their best player, arguably their best player right before the tournament started. And now they're in the Sweet 16, and you've got to give them a shot against Baylor. True. Even though that looks like a good matchup for Baylor on paper, you know this is a team that's won the championship before in recent years. There's something to that being there before, that knowing how to win. And we see a lot of Cinderellas make it pretty deep into the tournament, but you don't see that many Cinderellas win at all. That's true. Maybe into the championship at the most, and that's still even rare. So, But if, if this is going to happen, this is the year to do it. It's kind of weird, right? You, we've, we've been waiting for Gonzaga to break through. So you're like, if Gonzaga is going to do it, this is their year. But they're not the Cinderella. <laughs> this is also the year of the Cinderella. So every storyline has life. It'll be really intriguing to see what happens uh, after this next round of games. And how meaningful it is. We already saw Abilene Christian announce today that they expect uh, that one win in the tournament, that upset against Texas, to be worth about $120 million to their school. Yeah, pay your players already. Uh, no joke, and it's that's that's a totally that's not a different subject, but that's a that raises the idea of like how much of a weird lottery this is too, beyond just the players that we talk about and the opportunity to win and how much was missed last year. But I mean, it, it feels like these teams are playing keno, right, and like just waiting for the right numbers to drop so that they can win one hundred twenty million dollars or whatever and. <laughs> It really sheds light on the motivation of these uh, of these schools and the organizations, for sure. But it makes it just that much more exciting it when does. there's stakes on the line, when you got some skin in the game. No doubt. As Jamie Foxx tells us every week now. Yep, but it does make a difference. I can't argue with him. <laughs> uh, all right, man. So that starts tomorrow or the day you guys will probably be watching this episode. Sweet 16 games. Back to sitting on the couch in front of the TV enjoying NCAA tournament all day. March Madness is great. It is. It's just great. I'm so and I'm so glad we get to do these episodes to recap them because like we've pointed out, 
we've got so much to talk about on Sundays, and March Madness is the perfect thing to catch midweek and talk about, uh, especially since, since it's not pro sports. There's enough happening in pro sports. It's nice to be able to kind of put this to yeah. the side and dedicate some time to it. Right on, man. We, we get to cover our pro sports every week on Walk It Off on WXNA and have some fun with that on Sunday nights. But, you know, on Sunday night, we'll, we'll be talking about the Final Four for sure. We'll have a lot more knowledge on what happened there, where we're going into. But we get this little midweek update, and now we can talk about the Sweet 16, which we probably wouldn't even bother talking about on Sunday night because it'll already be old news yep. by the time we're on there. So, yeah, man, this is fun. Aside, getting to see you, getting to mix myself up a drink, getting to show off our hat collections. I like that one. I like yours. Oh, yeah. You're still second place, buddy. Uh, the brand new. That's true. That's pretty sweet. WXNA ball caps from the last pledge drive. I do. I do really, really like those a lot. Well, if you head on over to WXNAFM.org, you can donate. You can get some swag. But you can't get one of these because every pledge drive is unique stuff. You just have to pay attention with to when run. we're in a pledge drive week again. But, man, that's that's always fun. And then, hey, we're here, walkitoffradio.com, putting out new stuff for you. That's right. <laughs> Keep checking it out. Keep giving us feedback. We cannot say that enough. We, uh, we have the ability and the want to adjust our content, you know, within the scope of our philosophy. See ep- digital episode one from two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, to, I'm still trying to figure out lighting, to be- obviously. <laughs> Hey, we'll get there one of these days. Well, we're still radio guys and maybe, you know, we might have faces for radio. So I certainly belong further in the dark, uh, but that's not an insult to you, Drew. Um, That's further in the light. Hold on. Yeah, I I know. I know. Just pull the hat down. We might have to do this masked (laughs) now and not the COVID. Siesta time. I I have started taking naps like that, which I think makes me kind of old. I'm not going to lie, but... Oh, dude, that's uh, one of the great reasons to wear hats. You yeah. just tilt that thing down and, and you're gone. the lights are out. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right. Speaking of lights out, it's been great to see you, buddy. Feelings mutual. We'll, uh, we'll do this again. And of course, we'll be on the radio right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Can't wait. Sunday night, 101.5 FM, as always. But yeah, good to see you, man. Let me know how that shot goes. And to you. Vaccinated up, sneaking into the card stadium. That's right. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll see Larry Fitz or hang out. Don't in get the, caught in that uh, turf elevator or whatever it is. The tur- oh, yeah, where they, where they take the turf in and out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that would be cool, actually. Scary, but cool. I'll, I'll report back, though, and hopefully this means we'll be seeing each other in person sometime real soon, my man. Absolutely. Take care of yourselves out there. Be good to each other. Get your damn vaccines if you can. That's right. See you later.